get me, you goddamn police! Did you know that if you have family that isn't LGBTQ affirming, that won't use your correct name or pronouns, or they won't let your partner come home with you, you can just not go home, not see them. If you need permission, this is it. Hi, I'm Nikki Dreammaker. I'm a non-binary trans woman who is also a lesbian. My pronouns are fairy fairy self. So love me, follow me. It'd be great to talk to you. And to all the transphobes out there, please don't talk to me. Because you guys are being very mean. Remember, trans rights are human rights. My name is Teacher Roby. I am non-binary. I use they them pronouns. For example, they are a great art teacher. They taught us how to draw a stitch. Many of you already know that about me. Pronouns are super important for myself, for you. It's important that we get it right every single time. If you ever make a mistake, I'll just politely correct you. And you should also be making sure that you use those correct pronouns. Um, if you have questions about that, we can talk about it offline, all right? <laughs> When you're 12 years old, you're like, I feel like I'm in the wrong body. And that's fine. Like, that's how you feel. And then if you continue that lifestyle, then that's your life. But my job as an adult and a human being is to respect the choices other people make. Shouldn't we be able to define what it means to be born in the wrong body? Well, we can define what it means to be in the wrong body. Okay, what is that? What does it mean? I feel like I'm in the wrong body. That's what it means. I think children are extremely naive, and I think children will listen to the adults around them. You know, 10-year-olds engage in magical thinking, right? Absolutely. I'm a school counselor. That's my job. I literally do this professionally. Have you changed since you were 10 years old? Absolutely. Did you learn some things since you were 10? I would hope so. So probably the way you think when you're 15 is a lot different than 10. Your morals and your identity, those things for me haven't changed. Well, when I was and 10 years old, I believed Santa Claus came down my chimney and put presents under the tree. Right, because children believe in magical thinking. Children are extremely naive, and I think children will listen to the adults around them. I'm a school counselor. where I went to bed wishing that I would wake up with breast cancer so that I could get a mastectomy and have a flat chest. This is the first time that I've ever heard somebody say that out loud. But oh my god, that is so real. That is so relatable. So relatable. Back before I like knew I was trans and knew why I felt the way that I did about my body, I used to think that all the time. I used to wish that all the time. And it seems like such a terrible thing to wish. And it is such a terrible thing to wish, but that is so real. That is so real. I didn't understand why I felt uncomfortable in my body. I didn't understand why I wanted my chest gone. I just knew that I did. And I knew that that was a way that that could be achieved. Big mood. Big mood. Michaela, honey, first off, why are you following us? 
second off. The way you should structure that sentence is not all men can give birth. Cisgender men are incapable of giving birth because they do not have a female reproductive system. Transgender men do have female reproductive systems. Trans men are real men and if they choose to, can, they can give birth. So can trans masculine non-binary people if they so choose. So being that you are following us, you obviously know who we are, the fact that I am a trans man, that I am a seahorse dad, and you're trying to nullify my existence because that makes you feel validated? It's a normal afternoon on the doorstep of San Francisco's main government building, a snapshot of America's fentanyl crisis. It doesn't just look stark. An average of one person every 10 hours dies in this city of a fentanyl overdose. It's often here in the drug-ravaged Tenderloin district. Are you a fentanyl user? Absolutely. I've been, a, I've been an opiate addict for probably 10 years. Trevor used to inject heroin, but fentanyl, he says, is a different beast, and he wants everyone to know. I mean, the fact that this isn't a main issue, I mean, on TV every night is insane to us. I've never seen anything like it. I meet regular people, square joes, on their way to work, and they'll stop, hang out with me, try this drug for the first time, and then leave their life. Literally, not, not leave. From that moment on, they're just out here with us. Is that what fentanyl does? To some people, it's insane. I've never seen anything like it. No one has. What's it doing to the streets? Man, I mean, it's, it's turning everybody into, you know, a crazy, violent drug addict. Hey, babe, we're doing an interview. I know, but do that somewhere else. Josh smoking crack right here and there's a daycare right there. We're interrupted by private security, asking them to move out of the view of a nursery. This is a city divided on how to deal with the scourge of drugs. And then here I am, two days later after the surgery, everything went well. As you can see, I'm not dead and everything is how it should be, um, which means I don't have any cherries anymore. There's no cherries down there. If I could show you, I would, but that would be gross because that's not appropriate. Um, but I don't, um, I do care. I'm not going to do that, but I'm just so excited because they're gone. Do you realize that? There's nothing down there, as far as cherries go. There's still a branch. But that's gonna eventually become a chasm. Eventually. <laughs> Yay! Just need one more surgery down there and I'm good. So thank you everyone for the kind wishes and all the wonderful words. I, I really appreciated it because it helped me through the healing journey, which I'm still going through and will go through for the next few weeks because I'm still sore and tired but not as tired as i was the past few days so staying up late tonight yay <laughs> here's to no cherries <laughs> yay now on the topic of these pornographic books that you keep calling these uh point of contacts on as it relates to whether they should be read or not um 13 reasons why by jay asher currently in storm grove middle school and freshman learning center page 265 as if letting him finger me was going to cure all my you. problems Sir, I'll stop but you there. in the end Sir, i, I will never stop told you there you and then and we will 
continue you stop rubbing circles on my stomach. There, Instead, you rub you back and forth, gently along my waist. Your pinky made its way under the top of my panties and roll back and forth from here to here. Thank you. Yes, sir. I ask you to stop, and you're going to have to leave if you don't continue with that. Yes, sir. No, sir. I ask you to stop. I ask you to stop. Sir, if you don't, sir, I'm asking you to stop. If you don't do it, we're going to have you removed. Thank you. Please. I've asked you to stop. Yes, sir. I've asked you to stop. Sir, I'm asking you to stop. Yes. And I, when I stop, it's removed. And I've asked you to stop, so they were removed. Okay, sir. Mr. Teske, would you remove him, please? Three warnings. Three warnings. I've asked you, please, to remove. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because you won't stop. You won't stop. I've asked you to stop. Okay, sir. I just said, I've stopped you from reading. It's going to be removed, so I'm going to ask you to go. It's not right that you're not listening. Sir, he needs to be removed. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Today I'm going to read excerpts from a book found in Cedar Ridge, uh, Stony Point, and Success High School libraries. Warning, you may want to leave the uh, room at this time. <clears throat> the book I'll be reading from is All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson. It's pure eroticism, the graphic sex scenes that should not be available or on display in a school library regardless of the sexual orientation of the book's main characters. All Boys Aren't Blue just happens to be homoeroticism. It is uh, and is described by the author as his memoir manifesto, which was written to stimulate a child's curiosity and open the door for that child to the LGBTQIA plus conversation. These words are uncomfortable for me to say in front of, uh, in front of this crowd here, especially the children that remained in the room. Um, however, here goes. He reached his hand down and pulled out my dick. He quickly went to giving me head. I sat back and enjoyed it as I could tell he was too. I was experienced in what he was doing. He was experienced in what he was doing because he went to work quite confidently. He then came up and asked if I wanted to try it on him. I said, sure. I began and he said, watch your teeth. I didn't want him to know I was inexperienced, so I slowed down and took my time and luckily got into a good rhythm. He didn't know I was a virgin and I did my best to act dominant like my favorite porn star. And then later in the book, he says, I remember the condom was blue and flavored like cotton candy. I put some lube on and got him up on his knees as I began to slide into him from behind. I tried not to force it because I imagined that it would be painful, so I slowed down until I heard him moan. I'm going to leave it at that because those are the, those are the more calm passages in this book. Please think about everybody in the revolution and wear your mask. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. When I talk about masking on here, I'm talking about physically wearing a mask during a pandemic. As someone who's autistic, I understand it's confusing because half the time I'm like, oh, they're talking about that kind of masking, not that kind of masking. So I definitely need to be a lot more careful when I specify what kind of masking. However, I don't understand autistics who are against everyone masking. If you're autistic and can't physically mask from sensory issues, that's completely understandable. The rest of the public needs to mask to protect you. That's the point, is we all need to be masking to protect those who can't, including those in the autistic community. Hey guys, it's Tanya. How are you? It is a Sunday. 
afternoon and I wanted to show off my KN95 mask. This is the kind of mask, it very loosely, elastically goes around the ears. It is a nice fit. If you can see here, it gives me plenty of room to breathe. It's not too tight on my nose. It's not tight on my mouth. You can see it comes out. It's a nice color, black. It comes in other colors. You can see the brand here. You can hear me very clearly. I'm walking outside to try to get some fresh air and exercise. And it's keeping me safe. And there's nothing hard about wearing this. It's nothing uncomfortable. It fits nicely. My 83 year old dad wears this. Anybody can wear this. So this is just a reminder that if you're lucky enough and if you get the privilege, you'll get to grow into old age and be healthy. Not all of us get that privilege to live into our old age and make it healthily. Be kind to people. High risk people have every right to be in society as much as anybody else. We have a right to go to the doctor safely. We have a right to do essential services safely. Wearing a mask is not a big deal at all. Have some love in your heart, have some compassion because one day it can be you. Don't be ableist, don't be eugenist. Please be kind, have a heart, show some love, wear a mask. Honestly, don't know what to do, but like, there was like a really bad experience. Basically, I was just getting a drink at the bar and they called both Azul and I ladies. After they were done making the drink, I went up and I, I was like, some people don't refer to themselves as ladies, but it's okay that you didn't know. And I'm in a gay bar, so we should feel safe to banter to around. They got so mad at me, and they took the drink away from my wife and I. He hit the bar, like, because he was like, are you serious? You're doing the same thing to me. How? And then they kicked us out. I didn't think that was gonna happen. Like, how am I supposed to feel? This was the first time that I've, like, told somebody I felt brave enough to tell somebody my identity. And I just wanted to let him know, and I told him it's okay that you didn't know. He was still mad at me for being myself and for my wife being themselves. Just her. We were kicked out so fast. And I tried talking to the other person. He came over and was like, what's going on? It was another straight white man. When I told him, he's just not respecting our identity. And I don't understand why. And he was like, you know what? Just leave. And I got kicked out of a bar. Technically supposed to be a queer bar, but it's just gay white men. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. It was supposed to be a positive experience. I felt so embarrassed. I want to let you know. Yeah. I know, I know, it's so bad, it's so bad. Like, imagine if I didn't accept you for just being gay. Dude, like, are you serious? And he's told me, I'm being a gentleman calling you a lady. That's not something bad. Like, I'm just sharing that part and I just wanted you to be like, okay, um, sorry. What would you like? What would you like to hear? And like, it's not like we even talk a lot. It felt like like a dad, like yelling at you. Oh my God.
I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm gonna have some water and I'm okay. It's just hard. One more thing that I wanted to add is that he yelled at my wife and told them that he sees us as ladies and so he will always refer to us as ladies. Bye! And at the end of the day, transphobia within the community is so disgusting. So it is literally one day after the Capitol Pride Parade in Ottawa, Ontario, and Stephen Lecce, the education minister, is talking to the press saying that Parents must be fully involved in students' decisions to change pronouns. This, of course, comes after New Brunswick and Saskatchewan have both put forward policy, despite their school boards begging them not to, to forcibly out students to their parents. Now, Ontario is not yet making this a policy. They're not putting forward any laws, but they're certainly laying the groundwork to do so. I think it's also really interesting to notice that the Liberals, uh, NDP, and Ontario Green Party all marched in the Pride Parade yesterday. Uh, the Conservatives were absent. And while to some of you that might not be a surprise, they used to march. There used to be a contingent that called themselves LGBT Tory, which, dear God, the trans erasure of that one, but they used to march in the Pride Parade, and now they don't. And that is very intentional. And all of this is happening with this infectious idea that's taking over of this idea of parents' rights, that parents have a right to know. They have a right to know if their child is going by a different name or using different pronouns in school. And the thing that keeps hitting me about this is that parents don't have rights, not parents' rights. Kids have rights. Individuals have rights. We have seen in our legal and justice systems that the decisions that parents make can be legally overridden by their children. Children who are old enough to understand a concept are old enough to provide their own independent consent to that. And if a kid knows what pronouns are, then frankly, they're able to consent to changing their own pronouns and their parents do not need to be involved in that decision. But the number one thing that this really shows is that Doug Ford and the Ontario Conservatives are absolutely willing to get in there and start slinging mud at the 2SLGBTQA plus community if they think it'll win them an election. We are not immune from this in Ontario. And while me as a queer person who gets protested and has these things happen to them knows that, I hope that for the people who haven't experienced it directly, that this is a bit of a wake-up call. They are saying this to test the waters, to see what the reaction is. Does their base like it? Does their base not really respond? Do a lot of people get really mad at them and actually then start getting motivated to vote? Hopefully the last one! Transphobia is a cancer, and they need to cut it out. Do they know what the Gadsden flag is? That it's a historical flag. So there, um, the reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag displayed, mm -hmm. is due to its origins with the um, slavery and slave trade. That is what was, um, that is the reasoning behind them not want the slave. The Gadsden flag. The don't tread on me. Okay. Which is the Gatsby book. Okay. Um, okay. So he, he, um, he's, what's going to happen if he doesn't take it off? 
mean, he is able to go. I was actually just telling him, like, I was upset that he was missing so much school. I'm like, ah, so I asked if can he just take his stuff out of his bag and go back to class? <laughs> like, I just want him to go back to class. The bag can't go back. It's got a patch on it because we can't have that in and around other kids. So that's what I was trying, and then he said you were close. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the Revolutionary War patch that was okay. displayed when they were fighting the British. Like, that wasn't, that's the revolution. Maybe you're thinking of like the, um, the Confederate pet, Confederate plan? <laughs> okay, I, so, okay. I am just here to, enforce, no, I am here to enforce the policy that was provided okay. by the district, okay. and definitely you have every right to not agree with it. I mean, yeah, because yeah, the ACLU says that he's allowed to wear that. If you, like, go on their website, it, like, says in big so, letters. I, all, I, all I'm saying is that unless there's like a ban on patches, period, like if you said there's no patches allowed at the school, you cannot display what you think or anything like that or what cheer or anything like that. Um, I, I don't. I think it's like one-sided, you know, because you allow some patches but not other, other patches. Other kids have patches, like other names, and like the American flag and backpacks. Yeah, that was like flown during the revolution with. Um, yeah, I, I just don't understand that at all. So what I can do is if you, if you go onto the ACLU's website, side, yeah, let's let's talk to I can, someone. I, I can have you speak to. I, I can have you speak to our Jeff Yoakum okay. again, okay. Um, and then he can refer you to our person at the district. Okay. Um, because, like I said, we're following district policy. Okay. Is what we're doing. Okay. So. The last thing I want is him out of class. Yeah, I know like, that's he, all he, my, he takes his classes seriously. Yes. He studies. He do, he wants to get straight A's. He did that. He made honorable when he was here before. Yep. He intends to do that again right now, but it's hard because he keeps missing class for this. So I understand that. Yeah, and I, I mean, we teach him to always stick up for your beliefs. And I mean, you're going over the revolution this for seventh grade. I mean, the founding fathers stood up for what they believed in against unjust laws. This is unjust. Okay, I, like I said, we are upholding a policy that was provided to us, which we have to uphold. Okay, can you show me where the policy?